Our passion didn't start with the mouth. It started with people, with the well-being of the profession. And if you're like me, maybe a little bit of your nerdiness in all things tech too. We all want to love what we do, but the truth is burnout, people problems, and glass ceilings can keep us from doing what we set out to do. So let's get back to the heart of connection. Welcome to the Dental Handoff. This show is about passing you the knowledge, the habits, the systems, and the strategies to lead your teams, lean on the tech, and listen to your gut while you take care of teeth. And let's get honest, the overall health of our communities. Let's stop using the wrong end of the toothbrush, y'all. My name is Dr. Kelly Tanner. Oh, and uniquely, I'm a dental hygienist, too. You can consider me a guru in the dental and leadership industry. With over three decades of experience, my goal is to take you to the next level by empowering growth, perspective, and confidence. By identifying the gaps, recognizing the plaque, and extracting the truth with other experts in the field. I'll share their stories, empower you to own yours, and elevate your passion in the process. So have a seat in the chair, put on your bib, and let's get to work. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dental Handoff. Guess who I have with me today? The geriatric tooth fairy, Sonia Dunbar, RDH, Miss Everything, the one of my favorite people in the whole entire world. Sonia, welcome to the Dental Handoff. Thank you for having me. I love your intro. Stop using the wrong end of the toothbrush. Because <laughs> you know how people will say, I'm brushing every day. And it's like, are you using the right end? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sonia and I met, I always like to tell the story about how we met. Um, again, it was like one of those COVID stories where it was a silent opportunity to meet people in the pandemic, to connect with them. And I felt like we knew each other from the moment we met. And we met we met each other. I think it, it was at under one roof last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And since that time, we were connected. We were connected from a soul level. I feel like when we met, it was just like, "Oh, you are you are my person. You you have something in you that I see in me." And it's so cool when you feel when you when you attract that into your life. And I was like, "Okay, you tr- you attract who you are as well, right, Sonia?" Mm-hmm. And um, Sonia is going to start out by telling us a little bit about her story, her purpose. Y'all know I love this part. This is the ooey gooey middle of the donut. Um, Her why, her purpose, why dentistry. So Sonia, kick us off with a little bit about you. Well, thank you. First of all, Kelly, thank you for allowing me to be on your show. And thank you for having this show because we need people to charge us. Because sometimes we're like batteries, we kind of drain down and we could just hear the perfect show or the perfect story or the perfect thing in that to just give us that little boost to keep going. Because we all need pickups some, some, from time to time. You agree with that? I totally agree. Yes, but my, my journey, it, you know, I shared a little bit about it when, when we first met. My journey began a long, long time ago. My passion for dentistry started when I was a really, really little girl. But I was, I had to be about whatever the age is when you lose eight and nine, when, 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 when you're not eight and nine, what are the, what are the primary two front teeth? What are those numbers? Those numbers? Those um, EF. EF. Okay. Yeah. So when, when EF comes out and you're waiting on eight and nine to come in and you look kind of awkward at that age, that was the age when I was, I love to smile because I, I, I learned that 
A smile is something that I can give away and still keep for myself. And it made other people happy. So I always was a giver. Even as a kid, I would give all my lunch away. I just loved to see other people happy. So I learned that I can give a smile and it was free. But I learned, so I would smile at people with those two front teeth um, missing. I don't know what they were laughing at me or smiling back, but usually I would get a smile back and that would make me feel like I captured a smile. But I noticed the people who didn't smile back or just gave me a little, little half a smile, they weren't happy with their teeth. Oftentimes they were broken teeth or discolored or missing or ashamed. So as a child, I had an interest that I was interested in making people feel better about their smile. I was interested in making people want to give smiles away. So I wanted to go to, I thought I wanted to be a dentist. So when I was in school, I would take the little, anytime we had a career day or anything like that, I would connect with dentists and, and, and get big teeth and do the boards and everything like that. So that's what started my journey on be, be going into dentistry. The life my cards didn't deal out for me to go to be a dentist, but it did pan out for me to be a dental hygienist, which I love. It's been the best rewarding career being 30 years a veteran in. It's been the best career. for. It allowed me to raise my children, to be present. It allowed me to have two marriages. <laughs> I'm good with this second one. But it, it was just a rewarding career. So that's what started my journey into dentistry. And you've taken that to a whole different level and in so many ways, Sonia, and the the reach and the and the just the essence of Sonia Dunbar. If you guys have ever met Sonia, you'll know exactly I'm feeling. There's an energy and a vibration about Sonia that you can feel it before you ever walk up to her. Oh, and I think that's you. why you have attracted so many uh, so many great things to you. And actually, you know, I fibbed. I forgot to tell you that. I don't know if I've ever told you this. The first time I saw you was at that TED Talk for ADHA. And I was, I was done. I was done. I was done. Because what I learned about Sonia at that time is her love, not just her only her love for people and giving that smile to others, but that also her love for the geriatric population, which is such an unmet, it's such an opportunity for us, mm -hmm. such an opportunity to connect. And so Sonia, tell me how you got into that space, because that is a special part of somebody's heart. You know, exactly. But, you know, I believe when you open yourself up to, to dare to try to do new things, it will find you. And, it, I, and I believe what's in you, what, what you're destined to do is always in you. It just needs to be uncovered. As a child, my, my grandmother, my grandmother raised, helped raise me. I spent most of my summers with her. My grandmother was my best friend. When I got my license at 16, instead of going to pick up my friends, I went and picked up my grandmother and, and we went out to lunch. And she was just my the matriarch of my life, of our family. And I loved her so much. She she was just my everything. And I always promised her as a child that I would always take care of her. And, you know, once I moved from Michigan to Florida from with the military, I moved her here with me. And she actually lived with me. But she she was a diabetic. She had congestive heart failure. She just became really ill and I had young kids and it was really hard to take care of her because she was overweight and it was really difficult to bathe her and give her her medicine and, and things like that. I was just doing more harm keeping her home. So I, I was forced to put her in a long term care facility and it just broke my heart because I that's something I, I didn't think that I would ever have to do. Yeah. 
but I had to. And but I was the one that was there in the morning when she woke up. I came on my lunch break and I was there when she was going to bed. Being a dental hygienist, I would, she had upper dentures and lower teeth. I would take her dentures out and clean them and take care of her teeth. And But then I noticed that, you know, because the staff wasn't doing it. I noticed the staff wasn't doing it. And it, I figured, well, it could have been because they knew I was doing it or my grandmother was just waiting on me to do it. But one day I was cleaning my grandmother's dentures and her teeth and her roommate said, baby, can you can you clean my teeth? But my teeth don't come out like your grandmother's. So I said, okay, I will. So I went to her bedside to look for a toothbrush. She didn't have one. I went in the bathroom. It wasn't one in there. I went to the nurse's station. There wasn't a toothbrush for the staff, for them in the facility. And on a hundred bed nursing home, they didn't have any spare toothbrushes. So I, I told her, I said, ma'am, I'll bring you one back. So the next day when I came, I brought her a toothbrush, her own little kit and floss. And I brushed and flossed her teeth. And she gave me that smile and I captured her smile. And it gave me that same warmth that I felt when I was a young girl, when I was able to capture smiles. But it was just it was more than a million dollars to do a 15 minute procedure just to deplat brushing and floss her teeth and moisturize her lips. The smile she gave me was priceless. So every day when I went to my grandmother, I took care of her. My grandmother smoked cigarettes. I said, grandmother, you have an oxygen tank on your, your wheelchair. I'm not bringing you any cigarettes in here. You're going to blow the place up. But she would ask me every time I come, bring me some cigarettes. Bring me, I'm, sorry, I'm not doing it. But every time I went to see my grandmother, it was another senior wandering in with their teeth in a cup or with wanting me to brush their teeth. So I was going out buying more and more toothbrushes and I had more and more people coming to my grandmother's room and I was taking care of them. One day I went to see my grandmother. It was a line of people outside her door. I mean, wheelchairs, walkers. And I said, where's my grandmother? I couldn't find her. She was out in the courtyard smoking a cigarette. I said, grandmother, what's going on? She was like, I'm telling everybody, my granddaughter clean their teeth if she buy me, if they give me two cigarettes. My grandmother was bartering me out for cigarettes. <laughs> she I'm was the sorry. In the family. She was a businesswoman. She was doing her thing. But that let me know that it was a need in long-term care facilities for not only the education, not only the oral care, but to educate the staff on how to do it or motivate them on what to do it or have them find space to do it. When my grandmother transitioned and became my angel, I, I made it a, a journey for me to start providing that care. And I started it for free. My great husband, he knew the desire in my heart that I wanted to give back. And we started doing it for free. But I, my favorite book says your gift will make room for you. Mm. So while I was doing that for free, I learned to make it a business. So now we're in three states. We're in a whole bunch of nursing homes and we have teams everywhere. And it's growing expeditiously. So. It turned into a business. I'm even training dentists and other hygienists and assistants on how to open up their own mobile dental practice. But it all started with just a desire to give. Um, one of my greatest um, quotes is from Dr. Martin Luther King. If I can't do great things, I could do small things in a great way. Mm. One of those small things in a great way turned into a, a great big business and moneymaker for myself and my family. What a huge impact. 
because we all know that that oral systemic link and not just the smile, but the, a lot of these folks are on medications that yes. multiple medications that are causing xerostomia and the impact that ripple effect, Sonia, that you're making in the world. But it, it starts with an action, right? And following that nudge. Yes. And I know you believe in that too. Yes. And Sonia too, with, with what you're doing and the energy that you carry, it's a, it's a big gift. It's a big gift that you have. And I know, I know that you and I share a lot of similar mindsets. What are some leadership lessons that you may want to share with folks who are thinking about following that nudge that that's something that they found that's important to them that Perhaps they're just not sure of that next step to take. What would you tell them? The first and most important thing I would tell people is always trust your vibe. That that inner nudge that Kelly that you're talking about, trust that. Trust and you know, and sometimes it's not best to share it because then when you hear other voices and it make you doubt it, but trust that vibe and write it down and place it where you can see it. And and work toward that a little bit at a time. The second thing I would say is always protect your energy. You know, it really takes a lot of work for me to to have the energy that I have. And what I mean by energy, not moving and, and, and lifting, but I mean the positive energy and mindset that I have. I have to work for that. I have to get up. I have to meditate. I have to, to read. I have to pour in. I have to serve from a full cup and the overflow in my saucer. So I always make sure that Sonia's full and then I serve from that. So those are two of the big leaderships, um, the most important leadership skills I would tell people. Trust your gut when it's dealing with business. If something doesn't feel right, it's not right. If a person you meet gives you bad energy, it's okay to separate from that. That's right. That's not for you. I see myself a bubble in a bubble. I walk in this bubble, but that's my energy bubble. We all have these, whether you want to believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And what you allow in your bubble can consume it. So I'm, I'm very mindful of my bubble and my energy and who I'm connected to and who I allow in that space because that makes a difference. So the most two important thing is trust your gut and protect your energy. And then things will align for you. You got it. And when you start second guessing and always have, you shouldn't always have to ask someone what they think of what you're doing. You know what you're doing in your gut. And it may not look right. Let me tell you, when I started out as a Jared to Tooth Fairy, my coach and everybody was like, you need to change your name. You don't want to be boxed in to just geriatric people because then only people that you don't get good speaking engagements and this and that. Change your logo and all this. And it, when it was telling me that it didn't feel right, this is the face I was making. Like, grimace. Uh-uh. It, uh-uh. it just didn't feel right. And, and that's my husband, who is my, who is, who is my stealth friend stealth mood. And I'll explain that. He told me, he said, baby, follow your mind. And I, I stuck with that. And I stuck with what I felt. I stuck with the geriatric population. I stuck with my heart and it felt good and it flowed freely. Now, what I mean by stealth friends, you know, how stuff is in stealth mode is secretly moving. You, I believe that you should have stealth friends, friends in your circle that you can call anytime if you really need them that you can confide in, that would tell you what's best for you, whether it hurts you or not. And you believe, and you can, and it goes both ways. They, they, they cry with you, they pray with you, and they cheer with you. That's a stealth friend. 
And you, if you get one or two of those in business and in life, whether it's your, your spouse, your, your sister, your brother, or just a really good friend, you need stealth mode people in your life. Does that make sense? Love it. Love it. Yeah. I call it my circle of five that I surround okay. myself with. I remember during COVID and um, it, it, I would invite people on to watch me speak just to say, Kelly, you need to do this differently next time. Do this. This is what I'd recommend you know, scouts from all over, do this, do this, get better because everything that they tell you is for you if you're trusting them. And it comes from that place of no ego and you're truly in it for the other person and to see them grow and to lean into you in that stealth mode. And those five people, you know, your, it could, your husband, your children, the people you spend the, the most time with, or is that circle of five are the most important because you have to protect that bubble and they help you see things, those blind spots that you can't otherwise see for yourself. Exactly. That is so important. I love the circle of five. That is good. Now, what if you can't have five? What if you don't have five? Because sometimes, you, you know, it's good to take people on, on the, when you're on your way up. It's good to take the more people to go up with you, the better, but not every time you're going to have five when you're when you start changing people become uncomfortable because a lot of people are not comfortable with change yep people are not comfortable with change but we change every day even when you die you change because your body changes to dust but people are not comfortable with change so how do you define if you can't find five how does that look it could be personal and professional and I, you know, I hear you on your perspective of that, the, the folks in your business, right? But I think it's your, your, your children, your, your husband for you. And then those friends who you trust, I bet you get, I bet you have five, you know, and whatever those qualities are in those five, whether, or whether it be two, I think it's that you're, t that you're all telling that capital T truth. You know, not the lowercase T, not the lowercase T, but it's the capital T truth. You know, this is a Mac computer. It, it's the truth. It has no bias on it at all. Like, this is what happened. You stumbled, you tripped, you fell, right? You saw that too. Okay, cool. <laughs> where do we where do we grow from that? And how do we empower that? So it's it's always in that and it's always for you because it's those trusting relationships. And you, Sonny, I love the fact that you were talking about that. Sometimes you can outgrow things, people, concepts, situations, and just say, you know what, with a loving heart, I know that that's, you, you transform and you transcend out of that. And that was there for you in that time and that season in your life. And you say, thank you for that gift. And um, I'm not available for that anymore, for that energy, because that puts you in your strength. Absolutely. You know, I'm not available for that anymore. And I, I know that with love that you, that you said, so that's how I sort of like wane out of those situations that aren't for me anymore, that those five, those two, those three, but at least you're getting, not at least, <laughs> at, you know, I always think I'm from the perspective of, I don't have to just have enough. I want, I want everything I want and more for everyone, for Abundance. everyone, you know, and that is a mindset. So I totally agree with you. And if you talk to, you probably know this as well. You, you've listened and you've read, you've listened to a lot of podcasts, a lot of folks, you've read a lot of things, a lot of different people, the most successful people do exactly what you're talking about. Gratitude, your goals, you are in your space, you're meditating, you are, you are, 
are working through intention. You are very intentional about how you structure your day because you can get caught up in all the other noise that tries to enter the bubble. So a lot of that too is your own noise and your own mindset. So how do you, when you were wondering like how you navigate those folks telling you about Sonia, you know, change your logo, change this. You're more than that. You're bigger than that. How did you be like, you know, that's not for me. Thank you. And I'm not available for that comment. You know, what was your mindset in that? Yeah. uh, Can I answer that? But one thing, I just have to plug something that you said that was something I live by about your day. There's no voids in the day. If you don't feel your day, it will be filled for you. Mm -hmm. Amen. There's no voids in the day. Every moment is accounted for. So I plan my day. So if you don't plan your day, it would be planned for you. So and what I mean, you're going to go to work. Stuff's going to happen. People are going to cut you off. But my day is planned as far as how I'm going to react, how my energy is going to flow, what direction I'm going to be in for that day. So always remember, you have to plan your day because or if someone will plan it for you or it will be planned for you by the universe. So plan your day. Be intentional about having a great day. You got it. Every day. Yeah. You know, stuff may go wrong. Stuff happens. We just have to kind of work through that, do the best we can in that day and just be intentional about making the next day better. I hope that makes sense. Absolutely. And the next moment better too, because you can get stuck in what Sonia calls that stinking thinking. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And that mindset of where you're just like, "Mm, yeah, what was, and so every time I get stuck, I think this is good. This is good. This is for me. How is this for me? And think about that gift because, you know, to your point, it's what's planned gets done. Right. And we see we're so much alike. We're so much alike. It gets done. Exactly. I have a task list on my phone and I read the book, eat the big frog first. I eat, I do my big stuff first. The first three things in the morning, after I do all my meditation, the first big things, this, boom, this, boom, then the other things fall under that. But to answer your question, when people put, when, when people were saying that logo is not for you and, or try to give me their opinion or how they feel, I have to keep going back to what I said. I have my goals written down, my principles written down. First of all, if it doesn't feel good in my gut and if it doesn't align with my principles, I stood it out. You have to write it down and see it. You have to see where you're going every day. If this is your goals, I have my goals, boom, boom, boom. What they're saying is not aligning with my goal. My heart was to serve seniors. It wasn't to do silver diamond or or be this or be that or, or be this person. It was to align with seniors and however that looks. So what they're telling me to get rid of that, that's not aligning with my goals. It's not aligning with my principle. And most important, it didn't align with my gut. Because I know Sonia and I'm going to go forward with Kelly was saying, because once I detox my thinking, I was able to hear my own voice. See, your voice needs to be the loudest voice you hear every day. I love that. We hear other voices, what people are saying to us, what people said to us about us. And we mistake that for our voice. But Sonia's voice is not like that. She doesn't speak to herself like that. She loves her temple and she loves her destiny. So she speaks positive. So once I decluttered those stinking thinking, I detoxed my mind. I was able to hear my voice, which is beautiful to me. 
And I was able to take out and understand when people are not saying something that doesn't align with who I am and where I'm going. Does that make sense? It does. And also too, it's not a, it's an imperfect process because even though you think you got clarity on what you're doing and you think that you're in your zone, still sometimes I think once you peel off those layers, you can still be like, why is that thought there? Where did that come from? And it's these internal beliefs that just bubble up and you don't know who told you that about yourself. Right. It, it's, it's this, it's this programming from our subconscious bias for when we were seven. Exactly. And it, you have to be very mindful of those thoughts. And it's like, if not, wait a minute, that's not me. Who is that saying that to me? That's it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We are soul sisters. I know. And, you know, and it's okay to deal with that. It's okay. When you hear that, it's okay. You know, let me say something that is so dis. I'm gonna be. I'm very vulnerable, and that's something that works for Sonia. It doesn't work for everyone, but for me, it works for being vulnerable. A big part of me was my body, and 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 when I look in the mirror, my mind would say bad things about my body, and I was like, that that's not. And and I was believing it for a while, and the more. I just found one thing on my body that I liked. I found one thing on my body. I really like my arms and I would just worship and love my arms. But then it grew into my shoulders and then the rest of it. But every now and then something when I look, because I'm intentional about telling my body how I feel about it, because I know that was a struggle. But every now and then a, a, a stinking thought will come in. Well, you're too thick or you're this and you're that. You need to lose weight. You look bad standing with this person. You look fat. And I, when that comes in my mind, I remember I remember the first person who told me that because I wrote it down. And I say, no, that's your, that's your thought, Linda. It's not mine. You can have that back. Sonia believes this. So it may seem like I'm talking to myself, even when I'm driving, I'm having a good time. Those thoughts will come up in, in the middle of the mall when I'm shopping. They're like, well, you can't wear that dress. Your hips are too big. No, that's not. That would be something that my great grandmother would have said to me. That's not me. I'm going to wear this dress because my hips are very good. And if don't nobody want to look, they have the option to turn their face. But I'm going to wear this dress and look amazing in it. So you have to deal with those issues. Don't blow it off. If a thought comes in my mind and it started real small, when it came in my mind, I started writing them down. Then I started putting a label by them. And if I couldn't remember who said it, I named, I made up a name. So when it came to me, I could give it back to them, verbally mm. give it back to them. It, it's, it's a whole course that I have to, to detox your thinking and to work through that. And what made me start it when I started coaching people on how to start their mobile dental business, they had all the money all the resources, but not the confidence to win. And to have a business, you have to believe that you're going to win. Yes, but it started with the thinking. So I said, well, these people are wasting money, Pam, and it's money to start a business if they don't have the confidence to win. Right. So I give them a test before I even take your money to start a business. Do you have the confidence to win? Do we need to detox your thinking? Let's do this first, and then we can do this so we win together. We have the big V. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. I love that so much um, because you're right. Because you overthink it. It's you get stuck in perfection. You're like, what if I do this? What if I fail? What if, what if you get, you get hung up in all the things about what could happen. And our job is to know the what and the how comes to us through oh. that, through that forward momentum. Right. I know you believe in that, Sonia. 
know the what and the how comes to it. <laughs> you that? Yes, yes, yes. So I, Sonia, I know that I could talk to you forever and we know that. Mm-hmm. Um, two words of advice, one word of advice, like one big word. And then how do people find you to get more of Sonia? Thank you. Um, the best way to find me is um, Instagram, geriatric underscore tooth fairy, or my website. You can um, go on my website and click a link to meet me and or schedule a call. We can chat. SoniaDunbar.com. And just the word of advice that I would, two words, trust your gut and protect your bubble. Love it. That is the best thing I can tell anyone. Protect that energy bubble. Yeah. And because that energy bubble also has a ripple effect as well, especially when you're talking about dental teams. I mean, just as a human, but then dental teams, if you come in and your energy is off, your vibe is off, everybody can feel it. Even your patients. Yeah. And your patients. And they, they know they, people pick up on, they pick up on things that you don't even have to say. We do it every day. Right. Thank you. Yeah. What you don't say speaks louder than what you do say. Yes. We're going to have to have you back on the, on the show. <laughs> I just love this so much. Thank Everyone. You. Sonia, thank you so much for being here with us today. Um, I authentically just, I can't wait to hug your neck at under one roof and see you again in person. And you all, um, thank you for listening and do me a favor. If you don't mind, give us, go to Apple and podcast and give us a five-star rating because you know, Apple is what everybody pays attention to. It's what matters in the world. So if you wouldn't mind giving us a five-star rating, reach out to Sonia for everything that you need. If you love Sonia, like all of us do, we appreciate you here. We appreciate everything that everyone's doing to care for your patients, to love on each other and to lead with confidence. Sonia, thank you so much. Bye. Take care.